to the Splat Zones Pokemon Corner. We are a video cast slash podcast dedicated to bringing you the best Pokemon-related topics. I am your host, Nice1983. And I am your co-host, Mario After Party. And guys, we are back with another jam-packed Pokemon-filled episode. Six new Pokemon were unveiled today. Two we covered last episode, but we got their English description, so we're going to go ahead and hit them up one more time. Four new ones. We also got some new features that were unveiled, so I'm seriously looking forward to getting to this. On top of all that, yesterday, July 20th, they went ahead and announced a new live-action Pokemon movie. We had heard the rumors. They were confirmed yesterday. Uh, we're going to give you our thoughts on the upcoming Detective Pikachu. Uh, finally, we're going to go ahead and we're going to hit you up with our week two stats on Pokemon Go. So lots to look forward to, lots to talk about. Mario Oscar, are you ready to get into this? Hell yeah. All right. So let's just start. Let's just dive right in. Six new Pokemon. So let's go ahead and start with Bonsuit. Uh, very French-sounding Pokemon. Bonsuit. Because it exudes a delicious smell from its entire body, Bonsuit is popular with Pokemon and people of the Alola region. Bonsuit's scent has a calming effect on humans, so many people let them live inside their homes as a sort of air freshener. Unfortunately, it's sometimes swallowed whole by Pokemon drawn to its aroma. That's that's horrible. When running away from other Pokemon, Bonsuit flees danger by skipping along the ground. Since its bouncy movements don't convey to others that it's actually in desperate flight, no one ever comes to its aid. That's more horrible. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> when attacked by enemies, it drives them off by rotating the calyx on its head. The downside is how dizzy it gets afterwards. Dude, this Pokemon is just... It's just miserable its entire life. Everybody wants to eat it, and then nobody comes to its aid. It's like... yeah, It's so cute! What's it doing? I think that other Pokemon's tried to eat it. I don't think so. They just leave it to die? It would seem so. <laughs> so, yeah, it's literally... It, it looks kind of like a cherry... It looks like Cherim, um, and it is a grass-type Pokemon, and its abilities are Leaf Guard and Oblivious, which are not described. Um, I think Leaf Guard is a, an ability from the previous generations. Um, I might be wrong on that, but I, I don't think I've ever heard of Oblivious before. Yeah, definitely a new one for me, too. So It is what it is. All right. And let's go ahead and move into the next Pokemon, uh, Beware. Do you have his description? Yep. So Beware is a normal fighting type Pokemon. Uh, we talked about him last time, but there is a new um, description, and it does talk about his abilities. So when Beware is acting in a friendly fashion, just swinging its arms around, you must never dare to approach it carelessly. It is acknowledged to be a dangerous Pokemon, even within the Alola region. You may see warning signs posted near places it resides. When Beware grows fond of its trainer, it may show that feeling in a fond embrace. But the force of that hug is tremendous. Trainers must teach these Pokemon to how to restrain their strength when showing affection. Beware may have the Fluffy ability, a new ability no Pokemon has ever had before. The Fluffy ability halves the damage taken from attacks that make direct contact, but in return, it also doubles the damage taken from fire-type moves. Um, kind of seems like it's a double-edged sword a little bit. But... Yeah, this is the first Pokemon I think that they've given an ability to in this generation where it actually weakens it in some way, shape, or form instead of breaking the meta. This time, you know, it's going to... If you have a fire-type Pokemon and it uses the fluffy ability, you got... I mean, you're going to have the advantage... Well, if it, it has two abilities, Fluffy and Klutz, uh, it does seem that its ability Fluffy has more pros than cons because any move that makes direct contact will do half the damage. So really it's only uh, fire Pokemon that are it's going to be weak against. And since it's not naturally weak against them, being that it's normal fighting, um, it's just going to be you know, times two super effective. So, you know, it'll be weak against Psychic and um, 
and fire. That makes me wonder. A move like fire, uh, fire punch. And does that well? Because that's technically an attack that does physical contact, but it's also, you know, a special ability attack. Will that have like, will that do the half damage, or is that going to do the double damage? That's um, a good question. I would say that it would probably just do normal damage because if it's going to, when it makes direct contact, it's going to cut the damage in half, but then it's going to double it because it's fire, which means that it would just do um, what the attack would normally do without the ability. True that. All right, so there's a little bit more here for Beware. Oh, sorry. Some wild Beware use amazing martial arts moves. Apparently, the Pokemon learn these moves by watching black belts practicing when they go out to train in the woods. Beware's arms and legs are strong and highly developed. Its powerful spine enables it to lift objects weighing a ton or more. It loves to give crushing bear hugs. A tight hug from this Pokemon's arms will split anything at all in two. I'm telling you, man, if it's cute, it's going to hurt you. Uh... Considering that the Alola region is essentially Hawaii, does this bear just sit down and watch BJ Penn train all day? Yeah. I mean, they really couldn't have made this thing any cuter. It's just, it's got this little bonnet for its ears. It's got a little pink raccoon tail and, you know. The pads on its paws are pink. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hug me. No. This is going to be one of those Pokemon from... Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon that will probably be popular as a plush toy. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, it is. It's it's adorable. It's frustratingly adorable because, like, imagine living in this Pokemon world and you want it in your house and he just wants a hug. <laughs> Nobody hugs me. All right, moving forward. Uh, the next Pokemon is Comfy. 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 Comfy looks like a lay. You know, go to Hawaii, they put the lay on your around your head, you know. That's what it looks like. Comfy picks flowers and always carries them around. It makes a ring of blossoms and spreads oil from its body on it, which changes the flowers so they emit a soothing fragrance. It has a habit of giving these flower rings to those it's fond of. The aroma can soothe both itself and its allies. Comfy also helps with the treatment of people and Pokemon at Pokemon centers and hospitals thanks to its aroma. When attacked by other Pokemon, it throws its flowers at them to create an opening, and then it either flees or strikes back. Comfy can have the new triage ability, an ability no other Pokemon has had before. With the triage ability, this Pokemon's restorative moves gain the highest priority in battle. Nice. Uh, especially, you know, that is a good ability because especially when you're getting your ass kicked and you don't have the time to, like, waste on a potion, you know? Just let it do it itself. Yeah, that continues the trend of um, not only adding new abilities to the Pokemon in this game, but adding abilities with a lot of strategic value. So um, this Pokemon is straight up fairy type. It's not mixed with anything else. Um, I wonder if it's going to be strong, but I do like the ability. That's a pretty cool ability. Seems to me that this is going to be one of those Pokemon that's really good in double battles. Like, uh, like having a Pokemon that can heal you know, the, the partner Pokemon within the double battle is, is definitely beneficial. So it just seems like a double battle Pokemon to me. Yeah, uh, it does. Moving on, this is probably the one that you kind of said you like the most out of these out of this bunch. Yeah, this, um, this is probably my favorite of the new ones that were released. It's called Mudsdale. Um, it is ground type, and it looks like a Clydesdale. Uh, as far as its appearance is concerned. Anybody want a Budweiser? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's like the uh, Pokemon version of the Budweiser horse, I guess. Um, all right, Mudsdale is known for its powerful body as well as its emotional fortitude, which keeps it from being agitated by anything. It never cries out, no matter what kind of trouble it's in, and it defeats its opponents with a single powerful blow. Its legs are coated in protective mud, and the weight of this coating increases the force of its kicks. One kick and a car is a pile of scrap. Holy shit, dude. Which um, kind of indicates to me that this Pokemon will probably have a high attack stat. Um, Mudsdale's running speed is not too swift, but it has excellent power and stamina. It can carry on for three days and three nights 
despite dragging loads of over 10 tons. When Mudsdale gallops in earnest, the power of each hoof clop can dig out huge holes, even in asphalt. Mudsdale is forbidden to run on some of Alola's public roads. Mudsdale can have the new stamina ability. Um, with the stamina ability, this Pokemon's defense goes up by one when it's hit by an attack. So I'm assuming this Pokemon is not only going to be physically strong, but it's going to have great defense. And um, by the way, if it doesn't have stamina, the other ability is called own tempo, which is not described here. But um, to me, I just think this Pokemon is going to be a powerhouse. I agree with it being a powerhouse. I might disagree with its uh, defensive capabilities. In the fact that I feel like if it has an ability that is specifically designed to increase its defense, then it probably has an overall low defense, and this ability makes up for that low defense. Because yeah. mo most of the time, if a Pokemon has, you know, a tremendous, you know, attack, you know, you know, special attack or, or or attack, then its special defense and defense are usually pretty caca. <clears throat> yeah, that that might be. All right, let's just we're, let's keep moving it along. All right, Mimikyu. We discussed Mimikyu last last uh, episode, but we got its official American uh, description. And yeah, after reading this description, I I have literally determined this is the best Pokemon description ever. So Mimikyu lives its life completely covered by his cloth and is always hidden. People believe that anybody who sees his true form beneath the cloth will be stricken by a mysterious illness. People in the Alola region are convinced that you must never try to peek beneath his covering. Mimikyu's health fails when it's bathed in rays of sun, so it prefers to stick to dark places. It's rumored that the reason it covers itself with a cloth is to avoid sunlight. All right, this next paragraph is literally what makes me think it's the best description ever. The rising popularity of Pikachu-style merchandise around 20 years ago is the reason that Mimikyu makes itself look like Pikachu. In fact, this Pokemon is dreadfully lonely, and it thought it would be able to make friends with humans if only it looked like Pikachu. Okay, this is one of the most meta things that has ever happened in a Pokemon game. They're like literally referencing the fact that when Pokemon came out 20 years ago, Pikachu merchandise was everywhere. Like, that was like like the start of Pikachu merchandise being everywhere. I mean, it still is to this day, but it's it's just kind of funny that the Pokemon co company decided to reference that with a Pokemon. And it's just makes me feel bad for Mimikyu because it's like, it just wants love. It just wants love. We all need love. So it decided to dress itself up like a dead Pikachu. All right. Mimikyu has the disguise ability. The disguise ability allows it to escape damage from an enemy's attack just one time, and then its appearance changes. I want to know what it looks like. Yeah, in the trailer, it shows um, Mimikyu getting hit, and then it says Mimikyu's disguise was busted, and it just slumps over. But its appearance doesn't change, and I don't um, know if it's because the trailer doesn't show what happens next, or if it being slumped over is being considered an appearance change, but um, we'll just have to find out when the game comes out, I guess. Yeah, it just makes it look more dead. Like, seriously, more dead. All right. And last but not least for Mimikyu, Mimikyu's Pikachu-like appearance is due to its disguise ability. In order to resemble Pikachu, this Pokemon makes patterns that look like eyes and a mouth that appears on a regular scrap of cloth. So again, yeah, I'm really... The more... I found out about Mimikyu the more I liked it. Last week, I kind of poo-pooed on it, but this week, I'm like, okay, I'm about this just because it has the most meta description ever. Uh, it does... <laughs> I'm looking at the picture of it after it's supposedly been hit after using the ability. It just looks like it's dead. It's just slumped over. With its tail that has been disconnected. Yeah, it's been... It's, it's been surgically removed. Oh, the next one. The next one. This one is... I feel bad for this Pokemon. Go ahead and read it out, bro. Okay, Wimpod um, is a bug water type Pokemon. And it only has one ability, which is Wimp Out. Wimpod 
have a cowardly nature and are wary of noises and sudden movements. If you approach them in a group, they'll immediately run off. When Wimpod feel threatened, they spit out a poisonous liquid. The stench of this toxic the, the stench of this toxic fluid signals others that danger is near. Despite their extreme cowardice, their curiosity leads Wimpod to approach people or Pokemon that are standing still. Wimpod eat and store anything that they find fallen on the ground. They also scavenge any garbage that's been dropped in the sea, so they're highly valued as cleaners. They sometimes carry pearls or other valuable items, so humans or Pokemon like Murkrow may target them. Wimpod has the new Wimpout ability. With the Wimpout ability, if this Pokemon's HP drops below half in battle, it will run away or swap out for another Pokemon. So, kind of an interesting ability. Looks like it it could have some strategic value if you have synergy in your team with other Pokemon that can take advantage of that. But overall, it seems to me like Wimpod is just kind of a wimpy Pokemon and that he's not really going to be that strong. So I've been recently re-watching uh, Pokemon Season 1. And whenever Ash uh, runs across a new Pokemon... He pulls out the Pokedex and scans it, and it usually says the Pokemon name. It gives out a description. All I can hear in my, in my mind now is Wimpod, the pussy Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> and then just going off with this very sad description. Uh, so those are the new Pokemon. So you know there, are, you know there, there's a few jewels in the bunch, man. I'm definitely digging uh, Mimikyu and Mudsdale, and uh, you know Werebear. Or, sorry, Were Bear. Beware. <laughs> it's like a, it is kind of like a Care Bear. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's like a very powerful and creepy Care Bear. <laughs> yeah, but those three really stand out in the bunch. I'm not really digging Comfy, Wimpod, or Bone Sweet. Uh, it seems like the, you know, the three that I dislike, those seem to be like Pokemon that are really good for either double battles or just tossing in there. Like you said, it, it has that it's pretty strategic in that you can talk, you know, Wimpod has the ability to like swap out with other Pokemon. So that's cool. Yeah, the the abilities in this game, um they're they're designed so that you know I feel like a lot of them will be able to have some sort of synergy if if you're using um you know s- some of these Pokemon um all in the in the same team or maybe possibly within double battles that that does seem to be um one of the big uh focus areas as far as the new pokemon are concerned nintendo is really trying to make sure that these pokemon have very interesting and useful abilities um but that said i don't know if all of these pokemon themselves will be useful yeah i agree i agree with that statement i've said this a few times but you know, I've been saying meta-breaking. I've been, I've been saying these new abilities are meta-breaking. Uh, I think the better way to describe it is is that they're redesigning the meta with these new abilities. Like, I mean, the meta hasn't changed too significantly in the last few years. Uh, to see these, these new abilities, these changes, it definitely shakes things up, man. Like, people are going to have to relearn to play, you know, competitive Pokemon. Yeah, I agree. I think meta breaking is the right term. And I think it's because Nintendo is becoming a little bit more aware of their competitive scene. And I think that they are paying a little bit more attention to it. And they want people to battle more with this game. Um, You know, we all love collecting um, all of the Pokemon and trading uh, those have always been staple features of the game. But I think Nintendo is just focusing a little bit more on the battling aspects this time around. Um, I know you're going to get into it later, but, um, you know, just to kind of add on to that, Super Training um, is also, you know, getting a big boost in this game too so that you can make your Pokemon um, stronger for those battles. Yeah, so that... It's a nice segue. We can move on to the the newer features that were added into Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, I like a lot of these features, man. I really do. Uh, 
it definitely helps bring out the competitive aspect of Pokemon. Uh, so the Pokemon Global Link is getting a tremendous upgrade, uh, starting with friendly competitions. I'm going to go ahead and read this real quick. Friendly competitions. Competitions as in the past, but now there's more. A new friendly competition feature has been constructed that will allow you to become a competition host yourself and host your original competitions where you set the regulations. Friendly competitions allow you to hold competitions in two different styles, recruit your friends, and enjoy the climactic battles. So the first one being online competitions. In these internet competitions, you'll battle other participants you've been matched with and compete for the best ratings. These competitions can be open to Pokemon trainers all around the world, or they can be set to only allow pre-approved trainers to enter. When the number of participants exceeds a number, a certain number, Pokemon ranking will also be calculated just as in an official online competition. This is cool. This is cool. Uh, you said it earlier, Nintendo's been making great strides in, uh, you know, really reaching out to their competitive scene. It started with Smash, uh, moved on to Pokemon Tournament. Even Splatoon is getting, you know, a lot more of a competitive scene. And, you know, Pokemon is literally built with it's it, the game has always had like this built-in competitive aspect to it and it's nice to see that you know they're embracing it more with this game um and then the next section is the live competitions uh live competitions allow you to host a competition where you gather together with friends and others in the same space the digital player id that contains the regulations will be created as a qr code and by scanning in that qr code Participants will be able to battle according to the competition's regulations. Yeah, that's more like, um, I think local area net network competitions would be a better name for that, like LAN competitions, because it's, yeah. it's always going to be live, you know. You're not going to, um, like, input a move and then come back, you know, an hour later and see what, what your opponent did and then input another move. It's, it's always going to be live. It's just... That's more like a, a land competition. Still, man, like I'm digging this. I'm digging this. Like, you want to know? We're, we we definitely got to host like his Splat Zones uh, tournament. We we have to like to all you know all the fans. You guys want to battle uh, me and Mario after party? We should. We're gonna totally set up these online competitions so that we can we can battle with you guys. I like it. I like it. It's a um, good idea. I like these new features too, man. You know, just being able to host your own tournaments with your friends. And I mean, that just sounds like a great feature. I'm surprised they didn't add it in some of the previous games. I know, right? It just seems like the, you know, the PGL, the Pokemon Global Link, I never really use it all that much. I mean, just to trade, you know, that and never anything else, you know. I mean, I, there used to be a time where we use it to make phone calls to one another when you were living in London, but like after outside of that, all we ever really do on this is trade. I've never really just gone on there to battle random strangers. I mean, I've done it a few times, but like, you know, never really looked looked to do it. Right, but but um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're just battling there. Pokemon and their Pokemon are set to like the AI, right? No, actually, I think you're actually battling live matches. Like from what from what this sounds like, you're. No, no. Previously, I mean. Oh yeah, previously, yeah. Yeah, previously, like you could battle other people's Pokemon, um, and you could put your Pokemon into that like little uh, bank so that someone could battle yours. But it was always going to be AI, just kind of like how it is in Pokemon Go when you put your Pokemon in the gym, people will battle you, but they're not really battling you. It's your Pokemon with the AI, this is, you know, making it so that they're actually battling you and you are battling another person who is controlling that. It's not being controlled by AI. Um, and, you know, in a lot of the previous generations, um, at least the most, the most recent um, ones, I feel like Nintendo really has focused on the uh, global trading system and, you know, making people... Um, well, giving people the ability to trade with people all over the world, and that's great. And the and the focus on trading um, has really improved the ability to, you know, catch them all. But this 
generation, they're bringing it back to fighting. They want to focus on battling. They're bringing these new Pokemon in with abilities that we've never seen before. They're letting you host friendly competitions, online competitions, land competitions. I mean, it just, um, it really, they, they always find a way to, to keep the series fresh. And to me, this is really um, huge. This is what is going to keep Sun and Moon fresh for me. And I'm really excited because I think these are great features. Oh yeah, I agree totally. The thing is, the the thing is, I was thinking about when was what was a really the last Pokemon game to make like tremendous online strides, and it's I I had to go back. I was like, man, the last time a Pokemon game really made strides online was like Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl. I was gonna like, say, the, like Diamond and Pearl was like you know our first entry into you know online Pokemon. Well, because that was the first game for the DS, right? Yep. So that. <clears throat> I mean, that was like the big step up. Um, exactly. The most, like, yeah, you could battle your friends online and you could trade with your friends online. But, and then, but that was really the focus was trading. You know, they, they, they put it online and, you know, they put a huge focus on training. Now, like with this 3DS version, you know, we already have all that stuff from the previous generations when it comes to trading. Like how like how do we step it up from here? Let's put the focus back on battling, and they totally went ahead and did that. And now the battle, you know, the battling abilities in this generation match like the trading abilities from Diamond and Pearl, and together, you know, it's going to be so sick, so sick. All right, so there's one last piece of information. Uh, it's hyper training. Mark after party, go ahead and let's uh let's talk about this hyper training a little bit. Go ahead and read it for me. All right, in Pokemon Sun and Moon, you can draw forth a Pokemon's power to its utmost limit with hyper training. Pokemon grow stronger by raising their levels and increasing their battle stats. However, their power is still affected by the individual strengths innate to each Pokemon. Now, with hyper training, Pokemon that have grown to level 100 will be able to increase their individual strengths, which has never been possible before. With hyper training, you can increase the strength of the level 100 Pokemon you've been adventuring with. And this um, is made possible through bottle caps, the key to hyper training. Hyper training is done by Mr. Hyper, a man who loves to collect bottle caps. He can be found somewhere in the Alola region. If you bring him bottle caps, which you can obtain in Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon, You'll be able to improve your Pokemon stats with hyper training and Magirna holds a bottle cap. The Magirna that you will be able to get with that QR code will be holding a bottle cap, a precious item needed for hyper training with the bottle cap. You can perform hyper training on any Pokemon, get, Magir get Magirna on your team and try out hyper training for yourself. So this is basically super training on steroids. Uh, Super training was a feature I really enjoyed in Pokemon X and Y, especially because it took a lot of, like, I never really understood EV training, uh, and I never really wanted to take the time to learn how to do EV training. Uh, super training was, like, my way around it. Like, okay, I don't, I'm not going to spend all this time hunting for a Pokemon with perfect IVs and EVs. That's too much work, and I, I'm, I'm an, I have a life. I have a life and I enjoy living it. I, enjoy, I just did not have the time to dedicate to IV and EV training. So super training was awesome. Uh, it seems like the one drawback to hyper training is that it's limited to level 100 Pokemon. So I hope that super training is still possible within Pokemon Sun and Moon. I mean, I feel like that's always been one of the uh, downsides of the main series is that, you know, you've really got to grind it out. Um, to get them to level 100 and then you know if you if you switch up your Pokemon because you find something better you know you've got to grind out that one to level 100 and to do it for all six members of your team it just takes forever and I've I've never played through any of the main series where um, I've actually gotten all six of my Pokemon to level 100 it's just takes too long and it's it's too tedious dude the last time i ever got to level 100 
1998, and that was with the rare candy cheat from <laughs> Pokemon Red and Blue. Just uh, battle the missing no, get 99 candies in that sixth slot, 99 Master Balls, 99 Pokeballs, 99 Great Balls. Dude, it's, it, is, it is tedious, and it's already a grind when you're playing Pokemon games. Pokemon games literally taught me the value of grinding, but after a while, there's, I mean, there's only so much I can grind and be patient. And that's usually right around the time it takes me to beat the game. I'm like, okay, I'm at a high enough level to beat the game and whatever, you know, post game that they have. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of grinding. And in Pokemon, it just, it's not even as exciting to do it's not as fun as it is in other rpgs like pokemon when you grind it out it just i don't know to me it's always been kind of boring but um i'm actually more of a fan of how you level up your pokemon in pokemon go you know just being able to use stardust is way um more simplistic and it's a lot easier and i i kind of like the pokemon go method of of um powering up your Pokemon better. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just catch more, you know, just catch more Pokemon. You get the candies and the Stardust and makes it so much easier. Uh, It's one of the few things that I like about Pokemon Sun and Moon. I'm sorry, Pokemon Go better than the main series is that it does do something so different that it feels fresh. Like like the the way you level up in, in Go is so fresh. By comparison and it doesn't just it doesn't come with that tediousness i mean it comes with a different kind of tediousness because man catching so many pokemon can be a pain in the butt because sometimes you end up catching i'll catch a thousand pidgeys just for the stardust you know right or eevees because my neighborhood is infested with eevees who but guys what we're gonna do real quick we're gonna take a quick uh quick little break and when we come back we're going to have a quick discussion about uh, the new Pokemon live-action movie, Detective Pikachu. So we'll be right back. the show nice one nine eight three and we're what? gonna talk to you about you know the movie detective pikachu what do you got to say about this movie nice one oh okay so let's just start uh with the why this movie is happening so basically pokemon go came out two weeks ago and everybody and their mama downloaded this game it's the most successful mobile game in the world period and uh it kind of just reignited you know everyone's passion for pokemon uh and it got hollywood into like this bidding war uh who's gonna make a live action pokemon movie tremendous bidding war uh legendary pictures you know they helped do the the batman reboot the superman reboot and uh more recently the godzilla reboot they're a big studio. Uh, you know, the, Chris Nolan does a lot of work with him. He's, you know, quickly becoming one of my favorite directors. Like, the guy doesn't make a bad movie. Like, Interstellar, Inception, uh, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. Those are great movies. The dude the dude is on top of shit as far as what <laughs> the movies he's making. Uh, but, yeah, Bidding War. Everybody's in. Everybody wants in because Pokemon Go is huge, which made everybody remember how good Pokemon is. And Legendary won. And instead of making 
the bomb ass live action Pokemon movie that everybody wants with, you know, you know, with a, with a human trainer, you know, I'm not saying we need Ash Ketchum, but I'm saying, can we like do a movie about, you know, the original game at least instead of making that we get detective fucking Pikachu. This is a one-off side game that was released only in Japan. This game didn't even come out in Europe, America, Australia, New Zealand. It didn't come out anywhere but Japan. Now, Detective Pikachu, I'm not saying it's a bad game. Um, from what I've seen, it's it, it looks fun. It's just another side game, though. Like, you could have made Pokemon Snap the movie if you were going to make Detective Pikachu the movie. Uh, they just, in my opinion... You know, I think everybody wants this like classic Pokemon story. We want the classic po- classic Pokemon story. Instead, this is this is like a ball drop. This is like they dropped the Pokeball, guys. Uh, I'm gonna read this quick. Uh, I'm gonna read the press release. Legendary Entertainment and the Pokemon Company announced today that they will partner to launch the first ever Pokemon live-action film franchise based on Detective Pikachu, a new character and story in the Pokemon universe. The world first met Detective Pikachu through a video game in Japan, and further details of how his story will be told are being kept under wraps for the moment. The film will be fast-tracked for production to start in 2017. All right, uh, the, the press release goes on to say, first introduced in Japan in 1996, Pokemon has delighted fans of all ages around the world for two decades, with more than 279 million games sold worldwide, 21.5 billion TCG cards shipped to 74 countries, and an animated series spanning 19 seasons. Pokemon is one of the most successful entertainment brands in the world. Universal Pictures will handle the distribution of film of the live-action film outside of Japan, and has as it has done with other legendary films for the year. The Pokemon Company's longtime movie collaborator, Toho, will handle distribution of the film franchise based in Japan as it has similarly done in its partnership with Legendary on the iconic on the iconic monster reboot for Godzilla. The deal was brokered by Don McGowan, general counsel at the Pokemon Company International, who led negotiations with outside Dan Black of Greenberg uh, Traurig, uh, Marty, Will- Marty Wilhite, Legendary's chief operating officer and general counsel, along with Dave Feinberg, Vice President, Corporate Counsel, and Mike Ross, Senior Vice President, Business and Legal Affairs, represented the studio. All right. I just want to say to uh, Dan Black, Marty Marty Wilhite, uh, Dan Feinberg, and Mike Ross, fuck you all, okay? You had the opportunity to make a real Pokemon movie, and this is what you're making? Jesus. Dude, this is... Oh, come on. Like, guys, I have lived through some bad video game movies. Uh, Tomb Raider. Doom. Angry Birds. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Super Mario Brothers. Uh, the entire Resident Evil franchise. Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. There are some bad video game movies. There are some bad video game movies that exist already. Now, I'm not instantly damning Detective Pikachu into being a bad movie. Like, don't get me wrong. It could be an awesome movie. I could come back on this podcast and say, best fucking video game movie ever made. That's not the point here. My point is is that we had an amazing opportunity in our hands here in America. We had the right to make a live-action Pokemon movie. And this is what you're making. A movie based on a game that wasn't even released in this country. Like, I'm frustrated. After Party, what about you, man? So, when they say live-action, do they mean that Pikachu is going to be CGI? Or is someone going to be wearing, like, a big Pikachu, Barney-style costume? You know what? If they did the Barney Stall costume, I really wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm fairly certain it's going to be CG. I mean, I know the premise of Detective Pikachu is uh, you, the trainer, are basically Detective Pikachu's interpreter. 
So Detective Pikachu is basically, you know, Sherlock Holmes, and you're solving like a murder or something like that. And you know, well, Pikachu is solving the murder, and it's up to you, the trainer, to help him find the clues and then relay, you know, you know the you're supposed to relay the, the events of the crime that took place for Pikachu since you're the only person that can understand him. Okay, well, let's be real. It's not going to be a murder in the movie. <laughs> I, I really doubt that. But, um, I mean, I'm with you, man. Like, I feel like they could have chosen almost any other game to base this movie off of, and it would have been better. Even Pokemon Snap. I mean, hell, they could have done, like, Pokemon Snap movie with like a Jessica Jones tie-in with Pikachu taking pictures of like <laughs> you know people like as a private investigator or something. I don't know, but well, here's the cool thing about a Pokemon Snap movie. With a Pokemon Snap movie, you can kind of do it like a nature documentary, and it would at least like be funny. Like it, you could parody nature documentaries using Pokemon in live action. That would be funny. I would get that joke. It would be. It would. It, it could be something. It could be something better than fucking Detective Pikachu. Uh, you know what? The only way to save this movie is to get Danny DeVito to be the voice of Detective Pikachu because when that's what everybody wanted. If they localize this game, have Danny DeVito be the voice of Pikachu because that would be fucking hilarious because it's Danny DeVito as a Pikachu. I'd laugh my ass off at that. But still, you know that's not going to happen. I think that would be horrible. It just seriously. I, I mean, I listed off a bunch of bad video game movies, uh, and and you know, this is this leads me to my to to like the real question. Do video games make bad movies? Like, yes, yes, they do. In my opinion, like there aren't very many good video game movies. Like. We were talking about this last night, and the only one that I can think of that's even remotely good is uh, the first Mortal Kombat movie. And, you know, I just re I watched that like maybe four months ago. Yeah, it's it's as good as a, a, a movie about a fighting video game can possibly be. But even now, it's like really dated. Like if you watch that movie now, like the CG doesn't look as good. Uh, the fights don't look as good as you actually remember them but still i mean at least they tried i mean at least they tried they stayed pretty close to the source material on that movie yeah the first pokemon movie was um really good though but it wasn't a live action movie so yeah hollywood hadn't gotten its grips on it yet like for the most part you know when hollywood gets its hands on a on a popular japanese franchise you figure the worst thing they're going to do is whitewash the movie. Um, you know, I really when when I heard about this, I really I really don't have a whole lot to say. I'm just going to wait for the previews and I'll I'll make a judgment based off of that. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm not damning the movie like to instantly be bad. I'm not saying that it's going to be bad because it's about Detective Pikachu. My gripe is the fact that this isn't really the movie I think the majority of Pokemon fans want, especially now that Pokemon Go is in our hands. Like, now that we're all playing Pokemon Go and we have like this real world aspect of Pokemon, I think we all kind of want to see that movie. We want to see, we want to see like uh, Red or Ash or whatever you want to name the main character. We want to see him experience the world of Pokemon for the first time. We want to see him wake up receive his Pokemon from Professor Oak, go out into the world, challenge the gym leaders, battle the Elite Four, become the Pokemon League champion. Well, that's what we want to see. Like, that's the movie that we deserve to be, you know, to be honest, that's the movie we deserve. We deserve that movie. We're getting Detective Pikachu. Like, yeah. I, <clears throat> I find it hard to find any other emotion other than, like, frustration at the thought of that. It's like, come on. Was this the only movie that they were willing to give? That's my real question. Is like when when these negotiations were happening, was was this all that Nintendo and the Pokemon Company were willing to offer up? Like I know Nintendo said that they wanted to get into into movies and that they wanted to expand their IP into you know into a more 
you know, non-video game based form of entertainment. They like obviously we got Universal Studios happening. Uh so they're going to build a theme park uh in Orlando and in Japan and in California based on Nintendo properties, you know. They said they want to make a CG Mario movie. You know, last year Miyamoto did uh did some Pikmin shorts that were at like that uh the what is that film festival that happens every year, the Sundance Film Festival or whatever that debuted there and then he released them on the 3DS. Uh, just recently, we got like a Star Fox uh, animated short that was a prelude to the new Star Fox game. Like they really want to expand their IPs into like animation and and feature films. But were they not willing to negotiate on a better Pokemon film? Was this all they wanted on the table? Like, because seriously, this game isn't out in this country. It's not out in most countries. So how do you really promote this movie? This game has to come out in other regions now. The only way for this movie to be successful is if this game comes out in other regions and then it has to not be a bad game. I don't know if this is a bad Pokemon game or not because the only country it's in is is Japan and I haven't played it. If it comes to America, yeah, I'll play it. But, you know, this is the 20th anniversary of Pokemon and we still haven't been given any news about this game. Like, we got Pokemon Go. We got all this great Pokemon Sun and Moon news. Uh, they released the original trilogy on the 3DS and the 2DS. But no mention of Detective Pikachu in this region. So how are you going to promote this movie without shipping this game? This is the most frustrating thing I can think of. Like, I, I'm not down for any more bad video game movies. And in my, I, I honestly think this could be bad because this isn't the movie that we want. This is the movie we're getting. It's not the movie we want. Frustration, man. Just pure frustration. I just I just wanted a real Pokemon movie, bro. I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, but with that said, it is the end of week two for Pokemon Go. So um, where are you at in the game right um, now? <clears throat> yeah, let's move on to something happier. <laughs> I am currently at level 22 uh, I did some major grinding uh, these last couple of days. I started farming out a lot more, you know, building my XP. Uh, this game, this game is finally like really presenting a challenge now because once you hit level twenty, everything else is straight hard. Uh, so moving on to my uh, Pokédex. Moving on to my Pokédex. I have caught 99 of 101, so I've been I've definitely been grinding with my Pokemon capturing uh, and evolving. I've been evolving a lot to get you know these you know second and third level Pokemon. Very fun. Uh, my strongest Pokemon is still my Vaporeon. It is now at 1703, uh, with my second strongest Pokemon being an Executor at 1611. Currently, have no gyms. I had three gyms yesterday. Uh, the Tampa scene is really dominated by Team Valor and Team Mystic. So us Team Instinct guys, we got a little bit of a struggle uh, keeping these gyms. I had a level 9 gym yesterday, and it got taken over half an hour after I dropped a Pokemon off there. I was like, you were level 9. How is that possible? There were eight of us at this gym. It happened. Lost it within half an hour. I was like, wow, that's just frustrating. Uh, and today I didn't go out to any gyms. I just uh, went to a new spot. I went to the pier and I caught a bunch of Pokemon there. So grinded it out. Level 99. Super stoked. I'm sorry. 99 Pokemon caught and I'm super stoked about it. Getting closer to that uh, that 150. What about you, bro? All right. So I'm a little behind in the uh, Poke catching department. I've only caught 84. Um Scene 86, I am level 21, and my two strongest Pokemon are my Executor at 1747, and my Snorlax, who I was so happy I finally caught a Snorlax at 1715. Now, I've been doing pretty good in the gym department. Um, for some reason, uh, the area where I'm at, Team Instinct, have the strongest gyms. We're pretty much holding it down. And um, 
you know, I know in the beginning it wasn't like that because I felt like we were being really outnumbered, but it seems like everyone's been kind of um, grinding their Pokemon out. And uh, I currently have five gyms. Um, the most I've ever held is seven, although the most that I've ever held um, for 24 hours all at once is um, four, which when I woke up yesterday or, or when I was able to collect on my gyms today, I still had four left over from previous days. So I've been doing really good in that department. And then I've had one gym um, that I've held for two days now. And I, I will say that uh, you don't get a bonus for holding the gym uh, for longer than 24 hours. If you can collect on it twice without losing it, you still get, you know, a thousand Stardust or sorry, a, excuse me, 500 Stardust for the gym and 10 coins. It doesn't change. Uh, I thought that you you did get some kind of a bonus, but you don't. So anyway, um, still enjoying the game a lot. Uh, haven't played the game as much in week two as I would have liked. Uh, definitely played it a lot more in week one. But, um, you know, there there is another week ahead of us. So I'm going to keep on trying to catch them all. Yeah, I remember last week you were a level ahead of me, and this week I'm a level ahead of you. Uh, just the differences in in our play styles is that I've been out, I've been out a little bit more this week. I mean, there was a and there was a day this week that I didn't touch the game just because you know other obligations. Right. I, same here. I had a day that I didn't play this week, and um, I had about two days after that where I did play a little bit, but um, I've just had a few other obligations, been a little bit busy with um, some things here and there that, um, you know, kind of had to get back to uh, the real world and, and uh, <laughs> taking care of a few priorities. But, um, but yeah, you know, still loving the game. Um, really, really looking forward to trading. I'm really hoping that happens soon as of Today, the game has finally come out in Japan. I'm hoping now that um, since the Japanese have it and the fact that they they didn't manage to crash the server like we did, which I give props to Niantic for that. Um, yeah, but I mean, but like, I, can we give them too many props? I mean, because every time it got released in another region, like we had server issues. So, I mean, they released it in like 30 regions since the American debut and they got one one out of the, you know, the 30 countries didn't crash the server. Can we give too many props there? You know what, though? I, and, and this remains to be seen because maybe when we um, wake up tomorrow morning, the servers might be down because, you know, Pokemon Go will be in full swing in Japan. But as of now, the servers are still working. And you know people in Japan are going crazy. I mean... The government had to put out public service announcements <laughs> in anticipation for this game because you know the Japanese are going to be all over it. So I'm just um, glad that it's finally out in Japan because I really want to start trading and I want Niantic to start adding the extra features to this game that we've all been waiting for. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Same here. Uh, that being said, there have been a few crazy little stories that have come out of a. Uh... Pokemon Go in week two. Uh, so Nintendo had its stock value raised to the point where they are now more valuable. They are worth more than Sony. Uh, that's insane. That's insane, especially since right now you would, you know, Sony is, you know, the market leader as far as consoles. They are kicking everyone's ass. And to think that Nintendo is now worth more than, than Sony as a... <laughs> as a traded company is insane. Uh, there was a story that came out a couple of days ago. Uh, two kids were playing Pokemon Go while driving and crashed into a police officer. They crashed into a police car. Sideswiped side it. So uh, uh, PSA, guys, don't play Pokemon Go and drive. Do not play Pokemon Go and drive. It's just as bad as drinking and driving and texting and driving. Make yeah, smarter de Make smarter decisions, guys. Have a designated driver while you are playing Pokemon Go so that you can play and someone else can drive. It works a lot better that way. Oh, so, yeah. My brother and I, we went Pokehunting this week, and, uh, you know, I had I had his phone in my hand and my phone in the other hand, 
And while he was driving, you know, we did a few drive-by poker stops and a couple drive-by catches. And, you know, when I'm out with my girl, she plays the game for me so that I can drive freely. Guys, make smarter decisions. Like, we don't need to get hurt playing this game. And, you know, be safe. Don't walk down dark alleys playing this game. You never know what's going to happen. Like, there are some Pokemon Go horror stories out there, and I don't want that to happen to any of our listeners here. You know, we appreciate you. We always want you guys to enjoy games, but we want you to enjoy games safely. And, I mean, it feels weird to say enjoy games safely because, you know, up until recently you enjoyed video games from the comfort of your own home, and now with Pokemon Go, you're out and about. Uh, that being said, man, I heard uh, I heard that Ubisoft uh, is so impressed with the success of Pokemon Go that they are going to create their own AR video game. Uh, let's just be real. I, I think this needs to be said now. Uh, with Pokemon Go, the reason this game works isn't because it's an AR game. That's partly the reason why it works. The reason this game works is that Pokemon as a brand, Pokemon as an IP, as a phenomenon, is it's so addicting. And we've it's always been about catching and it's always been about trading and battling. Like these things worked on a handheld before they worked out in the real world in augmented reality. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see these pretenders come out now because you know there's going to be a lot of Pokemon Go pretenders. And I just think they're going to get swallowed up because they just don't have like the things that Pokemon go have going for it. It's the nostalgia, you know, it's, it's, it's the craze that Pokemon has and always will be that make this game so successful and any other future iterations on this game will be equally successful because it's Pokemon. So any other company that's trying to put out an AR game, they're gonna they're gonna be in for a rude awakening, man. Like, what do you think about that? I agree. Um, there's definitely gonna be copycats because people are always trying to make money, and um, Niantic have proved that this is, you know, successful and profitable. But I mean, it remains to be seen whether or not someone else is gonna be able to come out with something. Um, that's different enough or or has a, a unique approach to it to where it can also be popular alongside Pokemon Go. I do think it's it's possible because there are other companies out there with their own um, original ideas that they might be able to add to this. So as far as augmented reality um, gaming as a whole, I think that it's good. But um, I think it will also probably be a while before we see anything um, that's going to be worth playing. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, there was something I wanted to talk about last episode that I don't think we talked about. And I just, I want to mention this briefly. Uh, another impression that I had of Pokemon Go is that uh, this is some people's first Pokemon game. Uh, and I think we might have overlooked that and like how important that is to Pokemon as a whole. Like, if this is your first impression of a Pokemon game, first off, I think it's a great one. Uh, but I also think it's a somewhat misleading impression that you're gonna go in there with. Uh, it's uh, again, and the same applies to people who may have lapsed from you know the Pokemon series as a whole. Like, oh, I played uh, Pokemon Red and Blue back in the day, and now I'm playing Pokemon Go. And I don't know, it, you know, I've talked to a few people and they were asking me if the series is is like this now. And I had to explain, it's like, no, this game is actually pretty drastically different um, from the main series of games because, I mean, it's its own beast. It, and, you know, that's what's kind of special about Pokemon Go is that it's its own thing, while at the same time it still remains a Pokemon game. So I talked to a brand new player. And he's like, this is my first Pokemon game, and it's it's amazing. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a fun game. I really also enjoy it. And he's like, oh, I'm actually thinking about buying a 3DS now uh, and playing the main series. I was like, okay, well, that that's – I was like, you'll definitely enjoy the main series. They are completely different. And he's like, how so? I was like, well, I mean, this – you know, first off, let's start with the scope of Pokemon. Like, there's now over 700 Pokemon, and, like – 
gym battling isn't as social as it is. And uh, the social aspects aren't really the same. I mean, there are social aspects to the main series of Pokemon, but they are not the same as Pokemon uh, Go's social aspects. And it's one of those things is like, this game might be somewhat misleading to to new and lapsed players uh, in the fact that, hey, they are, they are separate entities. They're separate beasts. Uh, they do things completely differently. I mean, you touched on it. The way you level up your Pokemon isn't so much of a grind in Pokemon Go. Whereas in Pokemon, the main series, man, you are really grinding for levels and you're hustling, you know, to, to rank up. And gym battles especially are c- completely different animals, whereas in you don't control the gyms. Something that I kind of hope that they can implement into the main series is capturing gyms. Uh, the way you do in Pokemon Go. But uh, definitely want to put that out there. These are different beasts, but, you know, I really do hope that this game has the potential to put, you know, more people uh, in the view of the main series. I want more people to appreciate the main series, and I hope that this game can be a bridge. Like, I had so much fun playing Pokemon Go. I definitely want to get back into the main series. That's what I want to hear from people. I definitely want to hear more people saying that this game is either going to bring them to the main series for the first time or bring them back to the main series because they've been gone a while. So we didn't touch on it last week. I wanted to mention it this week. Any thoughts on that, man? No, um, I think you said it pretty well. Um, I think it's pretty amazing that there are people out there that this is their first experience. Um, you know, as far as playing Pokemon is concerned, but um, it's a good thing. Yeah, to be fair, this is my fiance's first real Pokemon game. Like, you know, and to see her experience Pokemon has been like something that I've actually appreciated. Like, you know, I never realized that she had not played a Pokemon game. And so when when we were playing this and, you know, she passed me that information, I was like, wow, it, it actually made me appreciate, like, this game much more because, like I said in the last episode, this game has brought us closer together. Like, you know, we go out a lot more just and do silly things. Like, today we went to the pier. Uh, we'd never been there together before. It was fun. Uh, also, that being said, I saw a bunch of people rocking Team Instinct gear. Awesome, by the way. It was awesome. Like, I... I'm like, they had shirts and hats. I'm like, that's sick. But uh, back to my point, you know, this is her first Pokemon game. And the fact that it's a game that has made us closer because, you know, we can play it together It's some, and we have fun with it, with each other. It's just a, something that's made our relationship more fun. And I, like I said, we have a pretty good relationship. We're like, she's a great girl. She, she, she's always there for me. And it's much more fun to play with her than it is by myself. So I'm definitely appreciating that. Uh, I think this game has made me and my brother slightly more competitive with each other because, you know, we have like this giant mass text string of what levels we're, our Pokemon are at and how many Pokemon we have. Yeah, he's 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 ahead of us. He's got more, you know, he's got high, he's got more Pokemon. He's got a higher character level and he's got a he's got higher cp but the dude doesn't challenge gyms so i know you're listening right now bro just letting you know you don't challenge gyms your pokemon cp mean nothing to me (laughs) and we're gonna catch up on you anyway (laughs) that seems like a big task he was he's like at 130 or something like that yeah i mean it's all good though um (laughs) You know, once once trading gets implemented, I will make up for my low numbers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. We got love for you, Militia 1989. Uh, and shout out to my boy, Esage53. Uh, started the game late and has managed to, like, keep pace with us. So he's uh, definitely been putting in some work over there. And he lives in a real small town, so you know it's been a struggle for him. to. But he caught a Blastoise, dude. How do you catch a wild Blastoise? Yeah, that's just crazy. <laughs> but yeah, guys, like we said at the start of this episode, this was definitely a jam-packed episode. Uh, there was a lot to talk about. Six new Pokemon, some very cool new features, 
movie news, and then we went ahead and we revisited uh, Pokemon Go a little bit. We're definitely going to keep giving you our status updates on Pokemon Go. It's 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 definitely been cool to see where we're progressing. You know, whenever we do this, I mean, it was kind of cool that you know these two Pokemon episodes came out a week apart because you know you got to see you got to hear our weekly progression. Uh, don't know if we're going to do another episode next week on this. Most likely not. Uh, we have a big, big regular uh, Splat Zones episode planned out. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and give it to you now. It's the uh, the history of the Game Boy versus. It's going to be a very cool historic look at the history of the Game Boy and the competition that all Nintendo uh, handheld consoles have faced in its 30-plus year history. So look forward to that extra cool historic episode. We're getting back on track with the main line. We had a couple of busy weeks with, you know, the Splatoon anniversary and, uh, you know, E3 uh, pre-show and post-show. A lot of hype there, but, you know, we're going to get back on track with the with our regularly scheduled program, hopefully with this next episode. Uh, so, guys, that being said, social media link time. You can always hit us up on Twitter, at nice one nine eight three and at Mario After Party. You can hit us up by email, uh, thesplatzones at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash nice1983gamecollecting. Check out the website, nice1983.wix, W-I-X slash gamecollecting. Uh, go ahead and download new episodes of The Splat Zones on iTunes, uh, Google Play Music, and you can stream new episodes on Stitcher Radio. And if you like the video versions, just watch us here on YouTube, man. We love doing these videos. We love making sure you have every possible avenue to listen to this show. And guys, don't forget, if you love the music that we feature on this show, go ahead and check out GameChops.com or search GameChops on YouTube. And you can hear all the fantastic video game remixes that they put on over there. Uh, that's it for this episode. My after party, you got anything left to say, my brother? As always, guys, stay wrecked. But also remember to stay safe when you're playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, I'm gonna echo those those sentiments. Stay fresh, stay safe, deuces. <laughs>